2: Around the NFL podcast is not holding in at training camp. All right, from the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it is around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis, joined by the heroes, Greg Rosenthal and Mark Sessler.
3: Hump day. Hump day. Is it a hump day, though? It's the excitement of football being back it's
2: a it's back It's back. everyone actually, I don't want to start I don't want to start the show um, with sad news. sure, uh, Mark, but I, I do have to share some tragic news out of uh, Latrobe, Pennsylvania.
4: Hmm. Sorry to hear that
2: where I am I regret to inform everyone listening right now that the two thousand twenty three Pittsburgh Steelers died. Uh, reporting to camp later than all 31 other teams in the league. It's over. And then this is the data that is backed up year after year. The team that reports last <laughs> finishes last. Steelers fans, you heard it from me first, but I, I express no pleasure here. Uh, it's over. Come back next year, ready to go earlier than the rest of the group, at yeah, the last.
4: I, I guess what surprises me is because um, not only during the run of this show, but throughout the course of our lives as football fans, the Steelers have always been a well-put-together organization. They draft well. They develop players well. Um, they seem to know how to tackle a regular season, and, a, and especially under Mike Tomlin, there is so much data that supports uh, that the team that shows up last mm. is essentially... You're off. Why would they? Why would they be behind the ball there?
3: This is a Detroit Lions trick from the past. Right. It, it's the first thing they teach you in analytics school. Uh, day one, whoever shows up last uh, does worse, and it's a big loss for Mark too because he famously this off season uh, predicted they were going to win 12 yeah. games. And Ain't that the way, Mark? You know what happened to teams I jumped on
2: uh, on their bandwagon last year it was essentially they just, one death after the next. So. They, the Steelers just got ahead of it by falling behind and I guess I should notice, I should note on the other end of things, the first team to report way back on July 19th, the New York Football Jets. The Browns had the option to report the 19th. They chose to party a couple more days and report the 21st mark.
3: I know that doesn't matter to you. At all no,
4: I think that Hall of Fame game. I think that plays out correctly with what probably will happen in the Cleveland Browns this season.
3: It, it is a, quite a move by the Steelers. <laughs> like pretty, most of the league, the majority of the league showed up to work on Tuesday, started practicing Wednesday, and the Steelers said, you know what, for all the extra days off we have and the lack of tackling and this and that that the CBA has built into, we just need another day. Yeah. Rest in power, Kings. Um,
2: around the NFL, uh, we had a great app with Connor Orr, um, on Tuesday team slogans. Uh, we're going to dig in deeper, uh, today with rap sheet in studio. I was trying to think we had rap sheet infamously, the peacemaker episode, uh, from Santa Monica last summer. Yep. We've had him. Um, I think, remotely before. How many times has he been in the studio? Not too I, many I don't, times. I don't think
3: he's Hand, ever a been handful. in the studio. I think really?
4: maybe not this studio. I think no, so one time. I don't think he's been in this studio. The Chris Wessling podcast. It's always studio. been at combines, owners' meetings, you know, out, outdoor type stuff.
2: So we'll dig in with uh, Ian uh, on a bunch of things. The running back, Saquon Barkley, coaches on the hot seat. Well We'll ask him about a, maybe a budding internal rivalry uh, with the Pell mm. who's, you know, making moves, whether Ian wants to admit it or not, uh, for the, the, the crown of top insider at NFL media. It's fair to say, Greg, I know you're on top of those things. Pellraiser. I know they're golf buddies, but
3: you know, he wants it. It's been a trend. Ian notices it. The Pell profile, especially with the news drop on this show has been rising. Yeah. I'll ask him about the news drop too. Cause I'm sure Ian it's
4: got to get under his skin. Yeah.
3: Um, all right.
2: Anything else? Mark, what's going on with your laptop? Yesterday, you didn't have um, any laptop at all. Now, uh, for the listeners, and check out the YouTube show, you have a it's a silver glitter cover to your MacBook and then what appears to be a, a black cat or kitten covering up the <laughs> Apple. We don't have a corporate relationship with Apple, the NFL, so that's, that's smart from a business standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of an insane laptop for a uh, middle-aged man to have.
4: I don't, I don't deny that, um, that well take. Said. I don't deny that. Uh, but, you know, I was in a pinch. I told you that my actual work um, dished out laptop has died. Yes. And
2: this You pro- led with that after our long right. break. Right. This, this
4: profession matters to me. Um, showing up to work and, you know, researching for the show and being capable matters to me. So in my downtime between our last episode and this, uh, I did the requisite work to find new technology.
1: Mm.
3: But you, you chose to Good put work. that uh, cat sticker on you could have put any sticker on but i do know that a cat in it, any of your ig stories uh followers will know this people got to check mark out on instagram um that a cat has entered your life that that um i think you have a loving relationship with yeah. so it's a big
4: cat well summer. it was a bit of a uh you know <laughs> 180 because i spent you know 4 plus decades thinking the cats were total junk uh and i kind of learned that's not true
2: i just i mean i thought we were on the same page with that everybody kind of knows Here's another hot take, and Eric, we need to work out something uh, behind the glass. I had a hot take about the Dodgers yesterday. Let's calm down with the cats.
4: I mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm riled up. I right. just think that my opinion has changed. I don't. I'm not. They're not you know, loving Creed. Am I running up and down the hallway at
3: work telling people about uh, cats? It, it's ignorance. <laughs> it's just plain and simple ignorance. Like like when you kind of rule out or or judge any. Um, I've tried Creed species. Tried Why would you need to judge any animal, Dan, or animals? That's what we do.
2: We offer opinions and (laughs) insights here and around the NFL. Cats are trash. Eric, um, uh, you're a big time Dodgers fan. It occurred to me after the show, I buried your favorite baseball team saying the 2020 World Series title was Fugazi because of the shortened season. the Pandemic and all that. Um, How do you feel about that? Do you think because I think, for instance, you got uh, 1988, the Kirk Gibson year. And then if you go to Dodger Stadium, you'll see right next to 88. Uh, 2020, and I think there should be an asterisk or, so, or something yeah, next no, to it. Is I that... don't
0: uh,
3: disagree completely with it. That's why I didn't really push back. I think, though, that season is odd. Uh, my defense on that is always, they, it was level playing ground across the league. Everybody had the same amount of games, same little bubble atmosphere in the playoffs, and I know for a fact if any other team would have won that 2020 year, they would have claimed it just as much as I do. Yes. I, as but a am... Yankee fan,
2: I probably have to say you're right. But, I'm not I'm, but <laughs> I am not running around toed in that
3: one i'm right. not like oh you remember 2020 that was fun i mean it was fun yeah don't get me wrong i watched most of the games i watched the playoffs um right but i'm not like i trust me I, my, my wife bought me a shirt has a shirt big ring on it, it says world series champions 2020
4: i
0: don't worry that you often. weren't even on the
4: earth when kirk gibson I did his uh theatrical event. i was not no. okay
2: so and the brake lights and yeah. chavez ravine right went over. off over the right field bleachers all the fans that had left. Thinking Eck was going to close it out till he hung that slider, um, Greg. But I do. Was it you that pushed back, or you had stated that maybe the Bucks title was a little fugazi? No, <laughs> I, you said that you, was. I a, didn't you, say that. That was Connor. Oh, Connor, Connor. Oh, Connor did. <laughs> uh, yeah. no, I thought the Bucks title was legit because they played
3: the full season. I think they're all legit. It, they played what they could in in many obvious ways. It was harder for those group of men to achieve that than in any other year. Of course, the fan enjoyment. It, wasn't the same right. at the time because they couldn't, it, it was for the Dodgers because you couldn't be there. You couldn't get the whole buildup of a whole regular season. So they missed out on that. But I I think diminishing those uh, accomplishments are stupid. What is, are you going to have a take at some point in today's episode?
2: You shot me down on having a cat take. Now I can't have a, a, a COVID take about. You can have sports. whatever
4: take you have. Yeah, you but want. it's a better
2: show if we don't
4: agree. He keeps dismissing my takes. <laughs> well, they're absurd. <laughs>
2: Yikes! You're, dismiss- you're dismissing them.
3: We 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 all were gone for a few weeks. We like, you know how they're always like, oh, you know, Kobe, Kobe always worked on one thing every off season. He's like, you got to add something to your game or else you're falling behind. And then this year during my off season, I was like. Disagree as much as possible with Dan's takes. (laughs) That's going to be my new thing. I'm trying to picture what the workout is. You're just watching old ATNs and stuff like wrong, wrong. His cat is ridiculous. (laughs) Doesn't he know my lovable Morris from childhood?
2: (laughs) I didn't, but maybe a nice feline. Let's do some news. Chargers coming into this one. Just money on fourth down, but two or three today. The original voice of Herbert has time. All kinds of time rolling to his right to the end zone. And that pass is caught. Touchdown, Chargers. Herbert to Keenan Allen,
0: the captain with the connection.
2: There he is, the voice of the Chargers. And yes, the former voice of God for the Around the NFL podcast. Matt Moneysmith with the call. Justin Herbert, yes, he is different. He was different from the moment. He landed with the Chargers and was <laughs> came into the lineup under strange circumstances when poor Tyrod Taylor got an injection on some sore ribs that led to a pierced lung, as I recall, and the Chargers were kind of forced to put in the rookie. And then he entered the lineup immediately and became a star and cut to a few years later. And the Chargers get it done with Herbert, keeping him in the long term on a five-year, $262 million, $262.5 million million dollar contract extension through 2029. It's just the latest domino uh Greg here with these quarterbacks. Uh, it was Lamar Jackson uh before him and it will be uh Joe Burrow most likely after him who will make just a little bit more money than Herbert did. It's it's kind of funny. Greg in this era where and we were talking about like you were coming down hard on agents in the past few months on this podcast. Uh, it's like all this seems to be is you just have to move it a little bit past and everyone does their job and everyone's happy. So I could tell you what the borough contract will be. It'll be a little bit more than this one in (laughs) terms of guarantees and the ability to say he's the highest paid player ever Uh, right now. Herbert is congratulations to him and his whole fam and chargers fans. Your team got the deal done a cheap uh, franchise historically pay out big for
3: your QB. It's great to see if you like Justin Herbert and the Chargers in any way that the Chargers just did the thing that quality franchises do. It wasn't drawn out. I think there's a few different things that are interesting about Herbert, but just on the money situation, he did accept probably less than he could have if he wanted to push it. And everyone has their different reasons for that. And I appreciate, I think, I'm done with sort of judging players for what they wanted to do. When you look over the entire seven years, because it was an extension, his average is more like 42. The total fully guaranteed si- uh, money at signing was like 133, which you know considerably less than uh, than Lamar and, and some of those. So it wasn't as good as Lamar's contract, really, and it's, it's fine. There's there's a no trade clause in there, which uh, gives him uh, some leverage down the line. Uh, it gives the Chargers some flexibility. To me, it looks more like the Patrick Mahomes deal. It's seven years in total, where it really gives the Chargers a lot of flexibility of how they want to move money around in the future. And that he didn't push for everything to be up front. He he basically said, "This is enough, and I'm going to be on this team a long time, and I'm not going to like push this to the nth degree."
4: I'm with, <clears throat> I'm with you. Sorry. Uh, it's like go he's making a tail of cash a hair, hair there. i don't know uh, what's going first, hey, it's yeah. time
3: for his first
2: analysis of the show he waited for the moment <laughs> he has a cough button i mean this happens yet- like once
4: every three shows so i don't think it's anything new it is such a manageable cap hit over this year and next uh you know and then you then you then they'll just readjust the money at some point and move it around again and uh i, I think the chargers that if you looked at these 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 the bengals and the chargers are so both this a little bit a bit of hesitation from the fan base. Like, can the Bengals get this done right? Can the Chargers under the Spanos family get this done right? These are not like the most cash-rich franchises around. We know that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Chargers just went and did it. And they did it with no drama. And I think that has a lot to do with Justin Herbert, who's a no-drama type of guy. And it fits their organization perfectly. And Tom Telesco has talked in the past about um Having zero fear about making this deal happen because he was baked into the Colts front office for fifteen years when they continually built around Peyton Manning and his deals so this is similar to that. um I think Tom Telesco I mean the chargers there's an air of disappointment about how every season seems to end, but you look at what he's done, what he's built, the quarterback he chose, the roster around him, and it's like if you remove some of the kind of bad vibes around the team coming off last season. There's no reason they can't be an AFC title type team. Mm. The roster is strong all over the place.
3: I want
2: to believe everybody wants to. I want there. to. It's tough though. What but. was, I mean, what is the, what did they blow in the playoffs? What was that? 27, Nothing. 27, nothing was their last game they played. And, and Herbert uh, is, has been so great in his three years as starter. And yet the team is 25 and 24 uh, overall since he took over as a starter. It's like, for me, This is the right move to do by the Chargers. I love Herbert just like everybody else. He's fun to watch. I would really like to see the organization now move forward. Uh, Yes, they did make the playoffs last year, but it was a horrific embarrassment for the organization how it played out. Uh, Let's see them make a run in the playoffs. Let's see them get to the divisional round or even the AFC title game because you do have the quarterback to do it. We always talk about it. We say the roster's there and we can point to bad luck and this and that. Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Chargers uh maybe we'll come up later with Ian as well Mm. uh to make a run this year and show us that yes all this work building up to this including now locking in Herbert has made you a Super Bowl contender show it to us don't do it again don't do the same thing again we're building this team up next summer as oh it's all there it's time to run it's time to go
4: come on the one thing I'd say though is like last year Herbert like the one thing I love about him we all on this show like love, love watching him but like uh he battled through so much pain, and physical pain. And, like, it's kind of, you forget about some of these injuries. He could barely move and run and throw. And it took him, like, a month plus or two months to kind of get that confidence back, I think, in his own body. And it's like, he never complained. He never flinched. I mean, the dude is just everything you'd want in a quarterback. And it's like, I, a fully ver- healthy season from Justin Herbert
3: um, can get to all these places we're talking about for the Chargers. We, we did QB rankings with, with Jordan Rodriguez, Mark, and the hardest thing for me was... Herbert versus Burrow. Yeah. And I took I still would take Herbert. I actually would take Herbert over everyone except Mahomes. Like if I could just pick one, e- even Josh Allen cuz I just think you see it all. You see you see everything. He's only been in the league 3 years. It's easy to forget that. Like his QB index for instance, like year-end rankings what well, was 9 as a rookie, which is outrageous that you you could think of him as a top 10 record. I had him fourth in his second year. Uh, you had him fifth at the end of last year. That's just a crazy way to start your career mentally, physically everything. I think the offense, uh, will open up things for him. He leads, uh, all quarterbacks in history, in completions, touchdowns, yards through three seasons. I know it's a different generation and everything, but that That's just wild to me. And if the Chargers somehow blow this, you drafted in a row Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, and Justin Herbert with literally no time in between, right? With, was there a season with that No, because Herbert? we always talk about the, the Green Bay Packers fans like Chargers fans I, had that quarterback. And I know it didn't happen for Brees. They only ended up getting one year out of him. But the, the facts are you drafted Brees Rivers, who I believe is a Hall of Famer, had at least five top five seasons. I think Herbert's going to have even more than that. that in a row, like, then it's on the organization, to your point, Dan, sure. that you're not making Super Bowls. Come yeah, on. to be clear, I'm not putting the
2: heat on Herbert to I be know. better. I think Herbert's a stud and he did battle through a really nasty injury he suffered early last season. Yeah, let's see what happens. And uh, one little nugget, I mean, yes. I think that they recognized he
4: was paired with the wrong offensive coordinator and Joe Lombardi a year ago. Kellen Moore has spent all offseason. They know each other, they're friends, and it's just been totally collaborative and I just I like the high the whole idea of Justin Herbert being completely unleashed under Kellen Moore versus what happened a year ago where he led the league in passes to running backs. It's like there was a lot of Drew Brees is sort of checked down and like late era Drew Brees. It's like we, this is not that quarterback. Well, yet. he was hurt, too. Same point. Yeah.
2: Maybe they changed the game plan as well. I
4: think
0: in general, we'll
2: the, I think was not a fit. But. Ellen Moore is good. That offense in Dallas was well, very that's good.
0: a great point, Mark. <laughs> there you go. Who I are, wonder
2: who
3: is that? Mm. No. I, think I think one of our uh, draft columnists at the website. Um,
2: one last point before we move on. Um. All this Patrick Mahomes, we don't have to have discourse about how um, bad Patrick Mahomes' contract is every time. It doesn't have to be a part of the conversation. Patrick Mahomes agreed to that contract. He's happy. He's a champion. Uh, I've just watched on uh, on the quarterback's Netflix show the estate that he's building with his wife in Kansas City. He's doing beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, they're going to rework the contract in time, and it's everything's going to be... We don't need to talk about it. He's fine. He didn't take a big L on the deal. Maybe it's team friendly. Maybe that's helped Greggy build the champion around him. I'm just a little sick of that one. Do you disagree with that take as well? No, I unfortunately, I kind of liked it when you were disagreeing with.
3: Unfortunately, everything. Uh, <laughs> I think he, yeah, he can do what he wants. He, he's doing fine. It's mildly annoying. Like if you're Patrick Mahomes that. You know, like Jalen Brown makes more money than you, but that's just different sport. It's a it's a totally different sport. <laughs> yes, that is. It, they they are true. very
4: different sports. Like it's now fact. in basketball Football is completely different. than <laughs> basketball. Here we go.
3: If if you're like a sixth man who can play a good twenty five minutes a game, mm. like you're good on both ends, you can make you make like eighteen to twenty million dollars a year. Like very few NFL players can do that, and that's just like you're coming off the bench. I mean, I feel the team same team. way about baseball
4: contracts. Some some just out of control.
3: Why? Dip- What's wrong with the baseball contracts
2: compared?
4: I don't know. Half of them just, just sit around eating like... You don't
2: want the players to... No. You don't want guaranteed money for the players? You want to stay in the owner's pocket?
4: No, that's not where I'm that, coming from. Oh, Half of them just sit, you know, sit around eating sunflower
2: seeds. <coughs> guaranteed money. Either goes in the owner's pocket or the players. It's, the, sal-
3: it's the salary cap, yeah. I think if Justin Herbert... CBA. If, if there was no salary cap, Justin Herbert... Big corporate interests of America. That's what you're doing.
4: You think that's what I'm doing? That's what this is about. I don't, I don't believe that's my angle.
2: Brock Purdy, good news for the Niners. He's ready to go, quote-unquote, according to John Lynch. Um, he had a elbow injury, suffered in the playoffs, led to surgery. Um, the hope was that he'd be ready at some point this summer, uh, but he's cleared to practice. And uh, with all the marathon discussions around um, Trey Lance, the former first-round pick, Sam Darnold, who entered the fray this year, if things work out, Mark, how Kyle Shanahan hopes, it will all be for naught because Purdy won't have any setbacks, and week one he'll be on the field.
4: Yeah, I mean, a couple of months ago, I could have seen a reality where like someone like Sam Darnold is starting the first or second game of the season. If, if Purdy weren't ready and if Trey Lance, I think, is still someone – that if you're the Niners, one of the best things that could happen is you still play Trey Lance a bunch in the preseason. He looks great. Maybe you trade him. Um, But you also, I think, behind door number two is, like, I'm, like, pro Brock Purdy as much as anyone around, but, like, we still need to learn and discover if he is that guy we saw from that incredible run at the end of last year, which is so improbable. Like, is he that player? Or, like, with an offseason of players, diagnosing more of what Shanahan does, getting to know Brock Purdy more as an opponent on tape, like... Maybe that he brings him back down to life. And then you have Trey Lance, and it's like it still seems to me like a very muddled um, situation with a
3: lot of questions. But we did get an answer, and we say it throughout the offseason, like, okay, when they show up for camp, you learn a lot. Some of these guys, they say you're going to be back. They're not back for a long time. Some of them, like Purdy, are surprisingly ready to go we didn't know i think they were tamping down expectations cuz they didn't want they did they, re, they didn't know and they didn't want to set anything unrealistic but they say no restrictions and that's that's sort of not true because he's going to only practice two out of every three days so for instance today's the first day and he's out but that's restrictive so but he is fully practicing in the other days and the the big headline to me out of this was they made it clear he's taking the number one reps they're not messing around with like yeah. Oh, we'll do a little Lance. We'll do a little Darnold. They're like, no, Brock Purdy is taking our number one reps on the days that he's playing. Now, Lance and Darnold works out with with Purdy out every third day for, for a couple of weeks. We'll get their chances, too. And Lance just seems to be ahead of Darnold. But that's a big statement, Dan, that it's like it's Purdy's job. They're not really messing around with a bat. Yes,
2: and that's the right way to play it. He's earned this opportunity. The one thing I'll say before we hand out lollipops. Let's check it back in in a couple of weeks. Sure, he's throwing the ball a lot, and how his elbow is reacting to that. Um, he's not obviously not going to be taking hits or anything, but uh, we got to see if that elbow can play the guitar. That would hold, very hold on the
4: lollipop if you're Brock Purdy.
2: We're just not going to pass him out yet. Um, let's pass out a lollipop though to Andrew Thomas, the left tackle of the New York Giants, who signed a five-year, one hundred seventeen point five million dollar contract extension. With a uh Adam Schefter reported the deal includes $67 million, fully guaranteed. Thomas was one of those guys in, I want to say it was the 2021.
3: 2020.
2: 2020 draft, when there's a bunch of tackles available. The Giants were in that mix in the first, like, 10, 15 picks, and they hit on the right guy. Uh, last year, PFF graded Thomas as the league's sixth best pass-blocking offensive lineman. More A little more uh, middle-of-the-road, Greggy, as a run blocker, according to their analytics, but uh, the Giants like him a lot, and now he will be protecting Daniel Jones in the long term.
3: Great uh, reminder for fans, let's say of Evan Neal, who's also on the Giants uh, draft in the top ten, or Ikim Okonwu uh, last year for the Panthers. Like, it takes a while for offensive linemen. Andrew Thomas was filleted, like in the radio, New York media, for being a potential bust after a pretty rough uh, rookie year, and then he's just been fantastic the last two. And it's a reminder, look who they've given their, I mean, they gave a lot of money to Dexter Lawrence, a lot of money to Daniel Jones, a lot of money uh, to Andrew Thomas. Like, Gettleman is really having a renaissance. Saquon's like, right. where's it does show a you the type into Saquon, but he got paid. Right. Well. The the positional yeah. value is not helping Saquon because everyone else is getting paid. But Gettleman and he had some good picks.
2: Oh, a lot point. of
3: money, a lot of money. And
2: and Barkley did get um, some vouchers for like free energy shakes uh, in the team commissary. Mix up for it. Right. Well, not free, but uh, subsidized. He's
3: paying only like three bucks for what should be like a $6. That's a steal. shake. That's a steal inside that building. Right, You got to remember to cut the bring the coupon, <laughs> though. Right. Because sometimes you get to the front. And you're like, oh, I got the coupon, but it's back at home. And they're like, no.
2: and I should mention they only supply him with the blender and the ingredients. <laughs> Saquon has to make his own. I
3: still dishes.
4: think it's a fantastic deal for him on that front, on the shakes front. <laughs>
2: Uh, the bears have signed tight end Cole Komet to a four year, $50 contract extension. According to Shafter, uh, 32.8 million guaranteed. Woo. That's a lot of money for Cole Komet. Uh, but apparently they see him, uh, Mark as a Justin Fields field stretcher or first down getter or red zone
4: stud. Yeah. I mean, Ryan polls back in January, they kind of quizzed him like, you're, you you just had a really rough season win loss wise. Like wh- who are your like blue chip players on this team? And you like probably wouldn't think there's too many of them. But um, he mentioned him like before
2: the question was even out. He's like Kokemet,
4: Kokemet, Kokemet. Yeah, he came running to he came running to the room with that with that answer. So yeah, maybe part of it is just like they like him a little bit better than the average person. But I think he's an ascendant guy. Like he he seems to fit really well with Justin Fields. Well, you're right. They have to get it right, but he also there's there, there's some I don't know. Sometimes teams do things that are like a little bit more than just the the on field performance because he he grew up he's a, a grew up a Bears fan. His dad was with the team at some point in the '90s. I mean, there's just a lot going on where this I think the the famous Mark prep work here. Uh-huh. You no, know, but like the Bears I'm the blinding. Bears are trying to become something, and like I think he kind of just fits. And you know, I can think of like when the Browns paid David Njoku. I was like, I really like David Njoku half the time. And then he's killing you with a killer drop in the fourth quarter. He looks the part, but I it's like, like
2: Joku a lot. I think he's going to have a big year. I know you like him a little more than I, I do. do. I, think. I do. But I think he's a you,
3: pro ball. Would game. you agree that he's a little hot and cold? Uh, he, enigmatic. You know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh I, I like Komet better than. Enigmatic. Did you call him <laughs> Njoku.
2: Is it en- enigmatic? Did I say it wrong? Yeah.
4: No, That, that you're calling him enigmatic.
2: Yeah. Njoku. What does that mean?
4: like mysterious. Yeah. Not unknowable. So I had it.
2: Yeah, Sure.
3: Little up and down, well, do, kind of work. I was just making sure
4: it's making sure I like uh, you know I'm actually agreeing with your. He's takes. a big, like, he's a playmaker
2: Greg. that has mental lapses occasionally, but
3: I believe with better quarterback play, he could ascend to the next tier of tight ends. Go he's, ahead, Greg. This is, uh, I think, Ryan Poles, the GM, also spending the cap space they have now in a way that they can save it for next year because they, everyone got all excited about how much cap space the Bears had going into the offseason. They did what they wanted to, but they still almost had too much. I think there is such a thing as too much. They still had a ton just sitting there. And now you you spend it on Comet. now. Maybe it's a year early. I think it's a good value deal. I like Komet. I think he'll be more consistent than Nijoko. He's He only turned 24 this offseason, so he was a very young rookie. That's another position where it takes a little bit to get going. He, he's a nice little player.
2: All right. Titus Howard with the Texans, the and Wosu with the Seahawks also get new deals, so they are happy and um, healthy in the bank account. And Greg Now I'll turn it over to you for a little bit of an injury minute from training camps around the
3: league, except for the Steelers, because they just started. (laughs) All right. Back on the practice field. No pop list for these gentlemen. Michael Thomas, how about that? He's back again. Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard, this was a little bit of a surprise for me. I'm going to keep an eye on that one. Javante Williams. We don't know if he's fully back, but he's not on the puppet. That surprised me. That's a good sign. His knee was jacked up. That's big. Kyle Pitts, who's had this strange injury. I'm keeping an eye on it, uh, but he's back. And then John Mechie, uh, the Texans draft pick from a year ago, who overcame leukemia. So uh, cheers to John Mechie because he mm-hmm. was he was also sidelined in the offseason just with an injury. The people on the PUP list, Dan, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor. This one. I look like he had um, a procedure done this offseason on his ankle. I believe, is it maybe he's still overcoming that? I need to check that. The injury, I don't like the that. The injury minutes That's how clear. Uh, Brees Hall on the PUP list. Von Miller. No surprise there. And then Teron Armstead. Uh, the left tackle always seems to be hurt for the Dolphins had a procedure that no one knew about in the off. Season. And he hurt himself working
4: out. I mean, oh. trying to stay healthy there, Mr. Armstead.
3: Jonathan Taylor, there's something popping there. He's he's made it clear he's not ha- he's maybe the most vocal uh, in terms of unhappy uh, running backs out there. Because he would be up for a new contract. He wants a new
4: contract. Right. So this is not a great kind of a mess entree for him, there.
3: So he doesn't have a lot
2: of leverage in that department.
3: Yeah. I don't like the Von Miller thing either. Yes. there. Were, yeah, The ankle surgery was earlier this offseason. Recurring issues. Uh, they, they don't believe it's going to be a long stay. But I, he doesn't seem happy. Good injury minute.
2: That's what's happening in the news. Chromo time. Football is back. Let's have some bed music for this. Let's. <laughs> Come on, we're back together. Yeah. Let's get in the spirit. Right, fo- let me, football is back. Celebrate by. No, this isn't right. This is odd. It's this is odd. Honest. An odd mood. Got? Strange mood. Ooh. Is this the same one? <laughs> Let's turn that up. Turn this up in my... This is it. Mm-hmm. This is a little too much for this.
4: Well, I don't know what the copy is. You really
2: have to earn that. Give me our... one more. Mm. I kind of like that, though. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, stop. Stop. Stop.
1: Stop. Oh. What <laughs> is?
2: Commence promo. Football is back. Celebrate by watching as teams across the league take the field for training camp back together weekend presented by none other than YouTube. With two full days of practices, player interviews, mic'd up moments, and fan fests across the league, it's a can't-miss NFL reunion, NFL Network, and NFL Plus. You got to check out this NFL Plus, by the way. We're going to be on NFL Plus this year. We got we got some meetings we're talking about them today. It's the new thing. It's very essential. What meetings?
4: Well, no, definitely not those, but, like, (laughs) NFL Plus meetings, I could take or leave.
2: I am very excited about some ideas we have for NFL Plus this year. You guys on the same page? Yeah. Can't wait to share it with you, the audience. Anyway, NFL Network and NFL Plus have you covered with coverage on Saturday, July 29th, and Sunday, July 30th with additional coverage on ABC and ESPN. Go to NFL.com slash Back Together Weekend for ways to watch. And we will be right back after this with the
0: rap sheet. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ
2: Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter, let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all.
0: I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You didn't need (laughs) it.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano
0: on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: All right, we're back. A little listener note uh, before we throw it to Rap Sheet. This was recorded 24 hours ago uh, with Ian. And it just so happened, Greggy, while we're talking to him, he's increasingly distracted on his phone. And he does like a walkout right after we're finished. And it turns out, and you had uh, clarified this with a follow-up text.
3: Yes, as the the ATN uh, Media Insiders apprentice, uh, (laughs) I I reached out to Ian. And yes, he was working on the Justin Herbert contract, which he broke uh, on Tuesday. And you could have figured out that we taped it ahead of time because Ian uh, stumbled over that many times in this this interview. But yes, that was why he was kind of giving us... Not his full attention at, at some points in the interview, but he handled it like a. I
2: thought it was a little showy, the walkout and and things of that nature, but it turns out I have to, and you'll hear me kind of bury him a little bit.
4: Yeah, we critiqued him. Um, you know.
2: But in this case, um, yes, he, he there was a reason why he was doing that and uh, i give him a little pop there.
4: I mean, we don't, we'll we listen to it, but I believe he went so far as to suggest that he was just putting on an act to, just to walk <laughs> out of the room. Right. And, and actually, he's working incredibly hard big story
2: yeah that's why they call him the rap sheet the insider and a little shot across the bow of the pell razor uh while we're here all right let's throw it to that conversation (laughs) welcome back joining us now is a man for Damn, over a decade now has been...
5: What is this, music? (laughs) Are we at a Phil Collins concert?
2: There it is. What do they call it, the Rorschach?
4: That's a type of test, yeah.
2: However you hear it, it's very interesting to see how different people hear it. Like, Kyle Brandt was on the program, uh, I think, during the pandemic, and he he said it sounded like an episode of Silk Stockings that he might have been watching in his teen years. Um, Everyone seems to have different interpretations of it, uh, you say Phil Collins. Seems a little sultry for uh, Genesis, but maybe Collins Solo. I assume
5: I'm waiting on the, the drums to come in, you know? Yeah.
2: This is the guy driving back to his apartment after he learned that his partner had been shot.
5: And uh, his,
2: his girlfriend or wife. Is <laughs> on some like,
5: episode of Magnum P.I. Yeah, you're too close to the case.
2: And he, Yeah. Ian Rappaport, everybody. What's up, Rap Sheet? You know, we have uh, this is. Let's start there. Let's start on a positive. uh, You got some negative stuff coming. Usually, something comes up negative, but like one of the big faux pas of our show is if we have a guest and they're like on their phone during an interview. Or, but Rap Sheet, it's kind of his brand, so I think maybe you get the pass. So if you have to stay on top of things as you do, uh, as you did today, in fact. Or earlier, or yesterday with Saquon Barkley. Today, oh, Said, yesterday, oh, you we messed got it, up. we figured it out. And then I corrected myself, but then you brought more attention <laughs> right. to it. So no. <laughs> Wait, you messed just it an up. issue. Um, taping this a day earlier. Make make this make sense, uh, okay. please, because it's very Saquon yeah. Barkley is tagged. Yeah, he signs. A, is it technically the franchise? I don't. Doesn't matter. Why would he choose the a small amount of incentives? Oh, uh, and then set himself up to be attacked again next year. Make it make sense because you broke the story about Barkley's deal with the Giants. Uh,
5: yeah, and uh, yesterday, even though it's actually today, but yesterday right. um, I was uh, found out at midnight that this deal was happening. Uh, there's some things that needed to happen, and so I knew that it could probably break around 7 Eastern time, and I'm on the West Coast like you guys, so I was up at 3.30 a.m. holding my phone like this, annoying. waiting to hit the button. <laughs> Um, which, you know, you can't it. what if something goes wrong? What if like, come on, bro. Uh, what if a physical doesn't go well, which I knew it was, but what if there's contract language that isn't good? Like it just, I'm like, I better be up for this. Or what if someone else, you know, had it 45 minutes before and I was sleeping and then you're like, well, oh, that's right. embarrassing. You Are
4: you up that posting way. information on, on X and threads at this point, duplicate, Type of
5: when treats. I remember, I put it on threads. Yes, um, I threads is a yeah, we'll see what happens there.
2: You know, it's interesting being an insider before we get into some more Barkley stuff. Let's just a quick aside here like, okay, it seems like a terrible job, like a great job, and like the visibility, and you make a tremendous amount of money. Your salary is outrageous, definitely not um, true, but okay. But
5: there's I don't do it for the salary, Dan.
2: I get it. There's such a <laughs> <laughs> I did ask him before we started whether he's graduated to having a private car taking him from locations during his visit to Southern California. I wasn't joking. I feel like you might be able to get that into a contract negotiation.
5: That's a conversation like for you. i be and your in your charge agent. of my own stuff.
2: Yeah, but my point is, it feels like it's such a thin line of what you could end up getting buried for as an insider, and people are always looking for something i think he had a tweet last month about a college coach that had an unfortunate ending to his career and then i saw you popping up at websites of people yeah, like getting on top i of it. saw that and i too. read your tweet and i'm like this was worth you know i just feel like it's what, a tough what did gig. i say it
5: was about pat fitzgerald and i said um a dramatic a dramatic conclusion or something like that and originally i had a dramatic and correct conclusion right but i don't really love to like get out there and put my opinion on things because honestly, like, I do not know. So I said dramatic, which is something that is sudden. Something that comes out of nowhere and is sudden. And that a coach who'd been there 18 years getting fired was pretty dramatic. And people took it in a way that...
2: I have I, a theory. Wait, you got in trouble I, for this? I, well, I no, no. It's no, no, just, you know, there the was... Yeah, for
5: it. A lot of parsing language. And like, but here's the thing. Like, I, I don't think, like, say, like, it's easy to get yourself in trouble. I don't I don't think it is because everything that I would say in an interview, whether it's here or on radio or on a show or on our shows or literally anything, um, it's all intentional. Like I don't like trip and fall and say something offensive. You know what I mean? So like, Hmm. it's not like I have to like, like I don't really give my opinion on a lot of things, but I've been not giving my opinion on things for 12 years. It's not very difficult now. Mm -hmm. So like whatever I would tweet, I would say in a show or say to you like I just it's not very hard to not you don't
3: fly track. off the handle much. Sometimes uh But you want to I, I think out you? loud, so sometimes uh y- people get upset. You yeah. get upset sometimes. I do I do
5: get upset. Um and but I I don't fly off the handle ever. Mm. Um, do you
4: feel like you still have as much um I'm sure when you're a young journalist and you break news there's that rush of excitement the thrill like do you do you do you feel like the thrill is still getting the barkley inside of your yeah. uh
5: that was fun this, that was fun yesterday morning cuz obviously we're not taping this a day early it's no it's, it's a at day some off. time it was taped um and um, that so. was like so there's a lot of stress and like it, you know if someone calls and say hey i got this contract extension like put it out now that's fun and exciting and then like you do it and it's like woohoo and then it's over The Barkley one was stressful because that had to sit for eight hours. So, like, that was not a very fun night of sleep last night, honestly. Sure. Um, But then you hit send, and then you watch everyone's, like, reaction come in. And you knew, like, I knew that nobody knew this was happening. Hmm. So to watch the reaction was, like, and it was positive. It's all positive. Um, So I I do enjoy that. I take the losses less bad than I used to Hmm. because there's always something else. Like if I get burned on something or someone was supposed to give me something to they give it to someone else, or I thought I had something and it ended up getting out a different way. Like the DeAndre Hopkins scoop. I felt like I had a pretty good handle on that one. I've done a lot of DeAndre Hopkins stuff and I did not break it. I had the money first, but I didn't have the team. Who broke it? Doug, uh, Ked, um, Patriots. Ked heads
2: out there were, uh, uh rejoicing.
5: big day for the former Patriots writer. <laughs> But yeah, I was I was annoyed, but it's like, all right, like get the money, get the next. Mm. Thing. Like it's it's such a long game that I handle the losses a little bit better. It's but uh, the
3: opposite it's of Bill Parcells, who said as he got older, he no longer had the mental defenses uh, to deal with losing. And my in my little experience, just as a sports fan, I feel like I can identify with that. I, I think it, it gets harder as you get older. The deal with the losing? Yeah. Hmm. I, I Coming from a Patriots fan, but that's, yeah. that's and, that, and other sports. Other sports. Um, Celtics, tennis. The losing I'm, still, po- I'm in a post-Patriots world, yeah.
5: <laughs> losing still sucks. Like, don't get me wrong. But there's just so much that it's like, you, like, I work as hard as I possibly can on one thing, but then when it's over, it's always like, I mean, you see on TV, like, let's say a big contract happens. Well, then it's like, okay, it, it, you talk about your contract for 20 seconds and it's like, what's the next? It's always sort of like onto the next. So like mentality-wise, like that actually helps because you should move on so quickly.
2: It's funny because that whole Insider game also, there's there's rivals. And, um, you know, you have a rival at ESPN, I believe, uh, that you guys have been duking it out for years. Yep. Um, Doug Ked. All of a sudden, well, the Ked heads uh, out there, yeah, I mean, you know. But it, it hurts, I would say, I would guess it hurts less to get beat by the Ked heads than by a Shafter. Now, we have someone in... Uh, in the building or the NFL media universe named Tom Pellicero. You're golf buddies with uh, you're, you. You seem to be close friends mm-hmm. with uh, Pellicero. He has his own drop on the show. Pel-raiser. He's the Pelraiser. Now, it, does it bring you a level of frustration or anger that we don't have an Ian drop when you are delivering news when we're going through it in our rundown? Did you week? used to? Did we?
4: Well I, well, I would only say, and this is, this is not personal at all, but the Pelissero, um, the Razor
2: drop has become immense. It's taken so. off. Yeah, I We don't I know, Tom, I but like, sensed, it seems like he would like it. Maybe let him know. I haven't, yeah, sensed, know? Uh,
5: I haven't sensed the momentum toward Whoa. that that you guys have.
3: Oh. Wow. Huh. In
5: fact, I actually didn't know it existed until right now.
3: Towards I don't Tom in general know. or towards no, this No, plenty of drop. momentum for Tom. Cause it seems like Tom's got some momentum and he does. That's tricky. Having a rivalry within the building. You've dealt with that before and you uh, proved victorious.
5: Yeah. But whenever Tom <laughs> going to
3: kill next Ian, well, no,
5: whenever Tom gets something, he deserves it. And so like he and I were bang, bang on the Trevon Diggs extension yesterday again, because Good. this is not right. Yeah. Um, hammer it in and hammer that nail in. Yep. And so when he gets it, he deserves it. So, like, you know, there's been definitely things that I thought I was going to break that he breaks. But it's always better than the alternative. Mm. And so, like, it's He's it's all. about Shifter. I'm just saying it's always better than the alternative. Shifter. Any Shifter single way. the alternative. Um, is the devil. Plus, Tom Tom <laughs> deserves it. He's done great. Are you a better golfer than him? Yeah. You guys golf a lot. Why? Uh... A lot of golf. When we put when we played I Shot eighty six,
2: he did not. Mark, what's your take on golfing for a middle aged man?
4: I see the attraction. I I personally don't have seven or eight hours to uh spend time doing it. What's Ouch. your thing? My thing?
5: Yeah. Everyone has to have a thing. What's your thing?
4: A lot of it can't be mentioned, but uh <laughs> it's not golf.
5: Can't be mentioned. Well This audience isn't Is this audience not (laughs) numb to your antics by now? How long have you guys had this, whatever this is? We don't ask him what he does in his own time. It's the podcast. I think they're
4: largely, they could could surmise. It's kept us employed. I had
5: a friend in college, uh, sort of a friend, an acquaintance in college, who was riding way downtown in the city with another one of my buddies, and they happened to be on the same subway, and one guy gets off, and he looks at the other guy, and he goes, don't follow me. And I imagine that's kind of what you're
3: like. <laughs> I can that's, to that. that's very much a Sessler move, except you just wouldn't say anything; he just, he just would leave. Wait, why? Do you think that Saquon Barkley going on this uh, Zoom call with the running back somehow like took leverage away? Because apparently, I don't know if Florio was on it or people just heard what was in it. Everyone had the idea on the Zoom call that he was going to camp, anyways. Why? Why even? I guess you're, you could make an extra nine hundred thousand dollars out of this deal, but why do it at all? Like, why, why not hold out for, for more? Why not, why not at least get a promise not to tag? Uh,
5: John Mara does not do that, is the reason. And so, like, there are things in negotiating where you say, like, I can get this or I can get that. Some things are a non-starter, right? It's like, you know, like a, a fully guaranteed deal for quarterbacks for everyone not named Deshaun Watson was a non-starter. And I think all or, the quarterbacks or, or
3: would. Or Kirk Cousins. The greats, you know, the nice. greats of the game. The future Hall of Famers. He was great.
5: He was great in that Netflix show. I assume you guys have watched.
2: We will be talking about it on Thursday's program.
5: Taped on Wednesday?
2: It's all. No. Taped on Thursday, yeah. maybe for a Friday release. Got it. Um, uh,
5: but, like, so, so anyway, why did he do the deal? He was probably going to come in a couple weeks into camp, okay? History has not been kind to the players who come in late to camp. A lot of times they get injured. I think when Bosa did one of his holdouts, he ended up with a hamstring injury. didn't play for four weeks. Like, being in shape and getting ready to go kill it this season is important. I think when all your friends are at training camp and you're not, I think that sucks. And, like, look, either his options were hold out and sign the tag or not hold out and get extra money and get a little up front. Like, absent a long-term deal, I thought this was a totally fine solution. And I think we're probably going to see more of it now that some other Mm, players are going to be like, I don't know when Josh Jacobs is going to come in, but like this structure would probably make sense to him too. If the Raiders were willing to do it.
2: Yeah. Do you get the sense because the way it's reported, he's, he was seen boarding a plane, he's leaving town. Is that something where it could be, you know, a little bit more heat to it than your typical, um, uh, holdout situation.
5: I I got the sense like they didn't do a new contract. Obviously, so that's the number one goal. But I got the sense it was okay. Like they didn't agree on where he should be. But I didn't feel like anybody was like throwing things against the wall and hating each other. It was more like we disagree on value. Okay, like let's
3: try to move forward. There was an interesting report in the Athletic though by a former uh, guest of the show, Vic Tafor, Uh which kind of. Which, who was kind of like, why all the spin after the Josh Jacobs deal that it was so close? Essentially saying without saying that McDaniels is maybe trying to send a message to Mark Davis that we gave it a good shot, this is a guy you really like, or maybe sending a message to the right. the fans that, hey, we got close and was kind of saying without saying. I'm putting words in the mouth here. But that that it's a little bit more of some old McDaniels. Um, off the field chicanery, which chicanery. If, if you kind of look at it, it's been piling up. It's like they signed Derek Carr, he's gone. Renfro's on the uh, trade block, maybe, maybe not. Darren Waller, you sign him and he's he has go. gone. It's it. Devontae Adams is grumbling a little. There is some like McDaniel's Denver vibes there. See, I don't, I don't get the vibes. I, I understand what you're saying because like obviously,
5: you at some point you need to win, and if they don't win this year, then there will be obviously questions, just like there is with anyone who doesn't win. Um, I think they were pretty close. And in fact, like, my opinion means nothing, but, like, I'm talking to a lot of people as these deals happen, and like, there were definitely moments on that Monday where I thought a deal was going to happen. So, like, I didn't think it was spin. I really thought, like, as I'm preparing for, like, you know, we're about to do a show, and we're going to do a show at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. What Monday, days? franchise oh, tag day. Got it. And like the producers are like, "What's your topics?" I'm I'm telling them like, "I think there's a real chance Josh Jacobs gets done." So I didn't think it was spin, um, but they were like really upfront with him. So even like our spin kind of doesn't really matter. The only thing that matters is the Raiders talking to him, and I think they were really like transparent and upfront about what happened and how close they got.
4: I want to shift gears because I feel like over these summer months there have been these sometimes valid, invalid, but just whispers um, that Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft in New England, like, is there tension there? Um, Do they really want – I saw that
5: there was a Tom Curran thing that I saw. Yeah,
4: like, like, I mean, you know, you hear about how Kraft, I thought, um, went out of his way to defend Matt Patricia and what happened last year to some degree. Um, He's gone out of his way to praise Jared Mayo and the fact that they really love him so much. Like, is there a world where Bill Belichick is on the hot seat to some degree this season?
5: I I don't view it like that. First of all, I think they're going to be fine mm-hmm. or maybe more than fine. I think, you know, Bill O'Brien was a very good hire. I think Mac Jones was not coached very well at all last year and like I don't know how you're supposed to judge a second-year quarterback when he gets injured and then was coached poorly. Like that's just and nothing against Matt Patricia, like good defensive coach. He just is not an offensive coordinator. Um I just they need to do better. Um but are you asking me like, do I think Robert Kraft would like outright fire Bill Belichick after the season? Like, I don't see it like that. Is there t- is there t- tension there? I mean, I-, I don't. I think they agree on how to move forward, and they agreed on where things needed to go after last season, which was not good enough. Um, I think they would both like to win, but like to me, tension is like one side wants one thing, the other side wants something different. Like, I don't think this is like a GM and an owner, or coach and an owner not on the same page. I think it's both like both mm. wish there were more wins, but I think they're okay as far as like how to proceed.
3: Belichick like mentioning the amount of actual cash they were mm. spending to me was an eye opener. A <laughs> red flag.
2: Here's the quote from Kraft. It was in March um, when asked about when we were
5: all standing in the flowers in March.
2: Yes. Uh, whether um, Bill's, Job could be in jeopardy. And and Kraft said, look, I'd like him to break Don Shul's record, but I'm not, that's for all-time wins for head coaches, but I'm not looking for any of our players to get great stats. We're about winning and doing whatever we can to win, and that's what our focus is now. And I, And this is where I thought it was interesting. And I, it's very important to me that we make the playoffs, and that's what I hope happens next year, which led to, uh, mean a lot of other people saying that all sound very close to a playoffs or bust mandate from the owner, but of course this isn't just any other coach. But you're right. you don't see it that way. It's it's there's too much history for it to be as straightforward as that.
5: He's the greatest coach of all time, right? And I know this whole organization has been built on not caring as much about the records, whatever individual records, whatever they are, right? Um, but he's about to become the greatest coach of all time, and like let's say they. Go eight and nine this year. I don't know. Miss the playoffs, then he'd still be nine away for the all-time record. I don't think that's a reason to keep anyone. But I don't see Robert Kraft being like, "All right, you're out, Gerard Mayo, come in." I just, I would, I would be beyond surprised. You used to cover the Pats for the Herald back
2: in the day. Do you ever have any texts with Bill? Just about golf or anything else?
5: Uh, I will decline to answer that question.
2: Bon
3: Jovi. Is what? he still
5: a Bon Jovi fan, or did he kind of move on? I thought that was... They're like, uh,
3: actually know, like... The so, guys. like they stick with their... so you return his text, just not not mine.
5: <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite Bill Belichick interactions was I ran into him in Indy and, you know, for the Combine. And like you know, I hadn't seen him in a little bit, and so I was like, this is great. Like We'll get to catch up. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like we're going to talk about football, and he's just going to tell me everyone they're going to sign in free agency. Yeah. And that ended up being a 30-minute conversation on horse racing. Mm. Um, and, like, a full breakdown of, like, which track is best to watch races on and, like, <laughs> why he loves it and, like, why I love it and then about fashion and women's fashion and hats. It was amazing.
3: It was just, wow. Like, he's the best. That's the podcast. I need Bill Belichick on women's uh, horse racing fashion.
5: If you if you wanted Bill <laughs> Belichick on this podcast, um, which, obviously, he'd have big shoes to fill after today, but... <laughs> I think you could probably get him if you were like, listen, here's what we're going to ask you about. No football and just all the like non-football topics that he loves all so, right. so much. That's
2: a good move. Can you make a note of this? We're going to have a post-production meeting <laughs> about how to pitch. Bill, last question because we know you got to go. Busy man getting so many texts
5: or tomorrow. So many texts and calls during this conversation. So
2: Josh McDaniels, we'll see what happens with him this year. Uh, Bill Belichick, probably safe, but maybe not. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we do our annual hot butt rankings of head coaches. Mm. Like last year, for exa- example, everybody's like, oh, Matt Rule, his, his butt's on fire. And sure enough, it was. Uh, do you sense any uh, coaches out there that are under an immense of amount of pressure at the rule level uh, to, you know, survive, to... To Halloween, for instance,
5: I don't sense anybody like that. Like I think last year, going in, I think we all kind of knew, like, all right, maybe the Panthers, if they don't win, it could be not. It's not. It's not really like that this year. Now these things can happen so fast. Like, mm-hmm. I did certainly did not see Frank Wright coming last year. Um, so this, you know, the way a season materializes, like I can, you know can kind of take a shape of its own, but I don't... I mean, maybe if you, uh, you could read through the list of teams and I could come up with something. Right, this but is
3: a hope season. You're about to visit half these teams. You don't want to be... Uh, well, it's also like, there is the hope.
5: So, like, I was at the Rams today.
3: Commanders right? is an obvious one if they don't win, just That's because it's a new owner.
5: Yeah, new owners... like, uh,
3: But they're I, not going to do it, like, during the, the season, necessarily. Right. But I'm saying not they, they probably owner... need to get it, get a winning record.
5: They're probably one, but, like... They also could, like, they also could be good. I mean, it's sure. like I was, All these
3: teams could be good. The Browns, but, if they stink, you would think will make a change.
5: But, like, Deshaun Watson, only on the field. Deshaun Watson has been a very, 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 very good quarterback, except for last year. Like, I still think he's going to end up as a very good player. And if that's the case, they should be good. Sure. But, like, the Rams are a good example. I went there yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. I have no earthly idea how good the Rams are going to be. They are very young. They still have some really good players, but they have a lot of players I have not heard of. And they have a coach who's in a much better place this year, and I think is going to love coaching this team. So they could finish 4-13, and 13, or they could finish 10-7. and seven. I have no idea.
3: If if they are 2-5 at the trading deadline, though, Ooh. don't you think they're a team I'm kind of... Circling for that, and the Titans would maybe be another where the trade deadline doesn't pop too much. But the Bucks in the NFL, maybe the Bucks teams like, that have some veterans, if they're really buried, I would think that the Rams, I don't know, well, like Matthew would, Steph would think about pivoting, move on from
5: right, but like then it's like a lot of salary. That's the problem with the trade deadline, and like I know it's the way it's constructed, so whatever, but like it's too early, it's so hard to move someone with a big salary. in. October, nobody has the space, or whenever the trade deadline is.
4: Nobody. What about in L.A., though? Brandon Staley, he, he, he's he's someone I feel like if they flounder again after mm-hmm. the way last season ended, talented young coach, but, like, that feels sort of hot ish to me.
5: Uh, I, I mean, two new coordinators, and sometimes two new coordinators is the start of something mm-hmm. not good. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I think Kellen Moore's gonna be really, really good, and they should be running more of Staley's defense this year. Like, I, if they're strangely bad, I would say it. It could get late early there, but they should be good. You know, like they have really good players. Yeah. Like they should be. I think they should be really good.
2: Ian Rappaport, you've said it all. I didn't even need to be
3: the peacemaker this time because they're just tranquil yeah. vibes here. It's much more comfortable <laughs> before the season. I mean, I just met uh, Leah, mm-hmm. Ian's lovely wife. He. It's kind of a power move, but I appreciated it. I think it's the first spouse I've ever scene brought to the content summit. It, but yeah. you have to be high enough on the totem pole, I think. This is to what get I'm talking about. But you know what? Everyone, yeah, I talked some tennis. You know, it was, it was great. It was Big great. I hope she didn't have to sit through the. She's a Sabalenka fan, which yeah. really. Big
5: Sabalenka fan. impresses me. Yeah. All right. Got to go.
2: All right. There he goes. He said it all. Where could he be going? Oh, he's answering. He's on who, the phone. But Who's the call from? Really Just say it. What could it really be that's that important? It's like a source or something. He completely forgot it we existed as he exited this room. I know, but you, I think it's. And thank you to Ian for coming. Yeah, definitely. Like it makes him feel like a big man to walk out on the phone like that with, with just drop the headset and get
3: on the phone and walk out. He was talking to somebody. It's a, oh, it was, I know. There was I don't voices, think he's, I don't there think was anyone was coming out of the phone. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was anybody. Importance. I don't think he could be. Scheduling a dance. I think that was a
4: full
2: performance, but... and I think he, wow, it's the brand. It's a way to show. This was a thing I did. Like you said, it's already forgotten because now I'm on the phone with Bill Belichick. Sure.
3: Well, well it's, I, a, it's a crutch, but it's also an assist. Kyle Brandt always points out when he does the the photo recap of uh, like the ten NFL talent photo. It's always rap sheet with the phone, like he's looking at the phone. So it's sort of it's like branding. it's his bit, but it also gets him out of uncomfortable oh, having to interact with. Lesser here. Can we
2: get an instant replay of him storming out of the studio? Well, Do you have those the capabilities? Kicks the glass? chair back as he leaves. <laughs> Not so in real time. We'll work okay. on that in post. Um, right, we're going to hire someone, one hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars a year, just to have us like a slow-motion replay retainer. <laughs> but maybe, in, maybe on a uh, Instagram, people could see the walkout by
3: report. Sure. Yeah, we can make that happen.
2: All right, uh, good stuff. Any takeaways from that? I. I think I agree with him. I thought it was good, cause, and Ian knows how things work on the Patriot way because he, he lived up there and covered that team. Um, so I think that there is something to be said for the way he was putting that. It was like, yeah, we read the quote or see the quote from Kraft, and it makes it seem like it's a cut-and-dry thing because almost any other owner, you see that, I'd be like, yes, that is very clear that that team needs to win 9 or 10 games or else. But I think Kraft is not a guy that's going to do anything – in a hasty manner. I think he's an excellent owner. And it would take something truly, I think, um, we talk
3: about Hellraiser. It would have to be a raising in New England, like a 4-13. But that or schedule is so real brutal. Real fighting. Even like, his scenario he laid out to me, I immediately thought worst case scenario. If he won eight games and he was nine away from beating Shula... Then I'm just thinking, well, what if he wins like eight games the next year and then he's one away for – like the, the whole thing could be excruciating and sad. So the thing it's that they, ju- they got to do is just win 10 games, win 11 games, surprise it's, some people, and then yeah. you don't have to worry about it. I thought
4: what he pointed out, though, was that there isn't like – it's not setting the table for a clash. They want the same things. But another milk toast season by the Patriots puts
2: you in a weird place. Milk toast, yes. I think it's a little uncomfortable. I do think – and we'll see because we all fall into the trap and we did last you know last year with the AFC West. The AFC East looks very good on paper. If it really did play out where the Jets, Dolphins and Bills were all big time teams and the Pats go 5 and 12, then what? Like what would what would necessitate some type of like watershed moment in New England. It might be a, a true cratering. I don't see it happening but I mean it's I just think from the craft
4: angle f- for the
2: point that he's not like a knee jerk reaction type guy like if
4: you're Robert Kraft and you move on from Bill Belichick, you have to follow that up with another coach who people are going to be comparing to Bill Belichick. He needs to succeed right away. You don't who want to is be that person?
2: Although, Never be one of,
3: you don't want to be the guy. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy. Right? I feel like we know the guy. Unless Belichick hit, starts hitting a hot streak and lasts another five years, which is possible. And that guy's Jer- Jared Mayo, right?
2: Well, I'm just I'm just saying, if I'm Jared Mayo, I'm sorry. You
3: want to follow up Bill Belichick? I want to do that. Well, that's the thing. Things are different this year. Kraft released this statement about the uh, Mayo hiring, which they never do. they, they actually finally a uh, break not it's not breaking news, but uh, they they did um finally on the Patriots website. Tell the public just if you click coaches, who the Patriots coaches are this year. But that was just this week. <laughs> and Joe judge was, and there's only like, again, it's only like seven of them and four are related right. to Belichick and judge it's was true. essentially promoted, which is mysterious. Joe, Joe judge was promoted to
2: assistant hey, man, some people, man, some people. All right. Good stuff. Uh, thank you again to rap sheet for joining us. And, uh, we will be back with one more show this week. So, uh, thank you for being along On the ride as we, uh, you know, the beginning of training camp and as we head toward a new year. We are rolling now. Let us go. Mark, the floor is yours to say goodbye.
4: Well, farewell to you.
2: (laughs) You being the (laughs) listeners, farewell. It's like two-a-days. Get the call. Nicole. the call.